Welcome to season two of Dabble and Dribbling with Alex and Bry. Hey. <laughs> we usually do that. That's the, the start of the show. But we did start the show pretty rough, I will say. You can tell when I've been on vacation. Okay, go ahead. Um, but we have to start with business in the front because you had to, you have to be following us on all of our social media platforms on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. It's at Dabble and Dribbling. Make sure you are following, subscribing on Stitcher and Apple iTunes, not iTunes podcast, podcast? iTunes podcast, yes. um, and Stitcher and uh, SoundCloud. SoundCloud? There you so go. make sure you check us out. Give us a five star rating. Uh, we got some good people out there that's already done that. We thank you for your love and support. Um, season two is exciting for us. We, and we know it's been a minute, um, so we're excited to be back and we kind of dive right into uh, our dabbling section, which is mostly about like Halloween and um blackface and hatred mm, and voting all the good stuff so you know just like rich, normal things rich and creamy <laughs> nougat of information creamy nougat mm-hmm. yes so that was a good chunk of our cast because you know there's a lot going on in our world and we need to do better by loving each other and doing more love things out there than nasty hate things yeah you know simple stuff yes what do we talk about in the dribbling section um things loving stuff mostly except for a fight and that was very hateful oh yeah there was a fight but it was a big fight but it's all in good fun the guys are okay yeah you know it's the start of the season we got some we got some accomplishments already in the start of the season from lebron and steph curry we're just analyzing certain teams and seeing how things are going so pretty pretty normal dab and dribble and stuff so make sure you check that out um and our dope people are dope dope, yeah i mean I'm not gonna give it away. It's, I like it. It's it's good stuff. Yeah. Uh, we're excited to be back. We hope you're excited to listen. So uh, let's get into this. For sure. What up, folks? Welcome to another episode of Dabble and Dribbling with Alex and Bri. Bri. That's my name. <laughs> I should I still go? Yeah. All should, right. We just get this going. Hey. <laughs> That was so bad. It's a little rusty. It's a little rusty because we some of us have been on holiday and we haven't gotten to do this in a while. Right. And it's episode fifty eight. Fifty nine. No, fifty eight. And we were doing fifty eight a while ago. Right. But it was actually fifty seven and a half because your computer cut out. Right. And I'm it was very very sad. We were doing this episode uh, two weeks ago. Yeah, about. It was, it was about two weeks ago, yeah. And it was around the whole Kavanaugh time yeah. and everything. We had we we, we were lit. It was that awesome. was one of my favorite episodes. And we can't we don't even have an online. And it just your her computer went black, and it there was, we were. It, yeah, it was sad. You look sad. I yeah. was I was exhausted from just like giving all of my energy <laughs> to that issue. Um, but this is start of our season two. Season two of Dabble and Dribble, mm-hmm. which is super dope. Yeah, and great. we kind of started in April of 2017, so it was like a long first season. Yeah, right. It's like a long seven episodes, seven episodes. Season. But you know what? That's it's dope. It's cool. Yeah. Ex- I'm excited to do like our weekly thing again because mm-hmm. it's always nice to hang out with you for likewise a couple, for a couple hours. Likewise, because um, pleasure. Unlike other people, maybe out there in this world, we actually like each other. Mm-hmm. This is true. So hey, that's there are cool. some people in this world. Eh, we're let's talk about that. Yeah, how, how crappy they are. 
Um, you want to start with uh, where we are? I mean, we, we can. I just want to check in. World? You good? I know you had vacation. I mean, it's been yeah. a second. Yeah, I mean, we, we just ca- talked we off mic. We caught up for like two hours. Yeah, I know. I'm done. I've already shared with you how things went. And you told me how your things are going. Yeah, I'm alive and uh, all my parts are good. That's all that matters. That's all that matters, guys. So let's just get into the yeah. show. Um, let's do this. Okay, so let's get into the show. It is Halloween season. It's only a couple of days till Halloween. Um, and so I posted on our Instagram mm-hmm. of a picture. So first things first, happy five-year friendiversary. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Facebook. Yeah, thank you, happy, Facebook. Happy friendiversary. Friendiversary. Apparently, today is our friendiversary. Then five not. years four, five years ago, we both friended each other on Facebook. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and since then, Alex has stopped checking his Facebook. <laughs> That's right. I'm not trying to... I was listen, your last friend. I check in all my passwords through my Facebook, and yet... Nothing. I, I just don't trust that they're... They're watching me. I they're know they're watching, watching me, and that's why I don't go on there, because I don't want them to know. Right. And Who's so, them? Wouldn't you like to know? Yeah. Wouldn't we all like to know? Right. Um, and so as I was going... Facebook makes that video. It's like, oh, so cute. And I was like, oh my God, the Rodman costume. Yeah. And, I, and that was a contentious year for us costume wise was it do you not remember what do you mean because so this was a year into being your friend Mm -hmm. so this is four years ago around this time Mm -hmm. we were going to a birth we were going to a halloween party yeah and we were we were having drinks at one of our bars that we always go to on wednesday nights and we were talking about oh what's everyone to wear for this party and i was like oh i know exactly what i'm gonna wear Mm. i'm gonna be a lovable Right. And then you were like, Well, oh. to explain for the people, we're in the dabbling section. Yes. Oh, what yeah, is that's a lovable? Right. A lovable is, oh, that's true. Not everybody. <laughs> I just assume everybody knows <laughs> no. what a lovable is. No. A lovable is a Bulls, Chicago Bulls basketball team's cheerleader. Uh huh. And I had this. Because you're from Chicago. I'm from for Chicago. Those who don't know. I'm from Chicago. Born, not born, but raised in Chicago. Yeah. In the 90s, loved, loved, moved and raised. Moved, moved and raised. That's actually that's so true. <laughs> um, and so, um, so I was like super. Like I had my jersey, my cute little booty shorts and stockings, all, and I I was so ready yeah. for it. And then you were like, really? Because uh, I'm going against Dennis Rodman, and I was just like, technically. I was the ambassador to North Korea. Sure. I was the U.S. ambassador to North Korea. In your I had a badge. In, in your green boat. You did have a badge. Yeah. You had a badge from like one of those conferences. Yeah. It was a badge that hangs down. It's like a lanyard with a big like thing and a... And it said, uh, yeah, U.S. Dennis ambassador Rodman. to North Korea. Yes. And um, I was Dennis Rodman. And then... Um, our friends then were like, oh, you guys are going to go as a couple. And I was like, oh, God, no. It's too bad. This is yeah, where oh, we can't do. I see what you mean now. Yeah. Cause I was yeah. Just, and I was like, no, Alex, this is my this is my costume. He's like, well, I'm doing this. I'm telling you, it's timely, <laughs> it's political, and Four it's right up ago. my alley. And the year before that, I had been running with the Bulls. Yeah, and I yeah, wore all right. white with the red sash. Yes, and I, I remember. And I had three cutout pictures of Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, and Dennis Rodman. It was very so good. So it was, it was the sequel. Yes. Yeah. That, I will say your first one. That was that was epic. It's fun. But so because of that, I had to be Minnie Mouse. And I was pissed about it. Mm-hmm. But I was like, that's fine. Because I didn't want to be like... Because we also went to the party together. Then people that's were right. going to think things. And we didn't want that to happen. It was Yeah, it was a salacious year for me. <laughs> it I was fine. <laughs> Rolling my eyes so hard right now. <laughs> it was a different time in our yeah, lives. It was a very different time. Right. And then I got mad at you because it was the Miami Heat versus the Bulls were playing that day. Okay. And I remember this because you you had the audacity mm-hmm. to be wearing a Bulls jersey and you were cheering for LeBron. 
This is when I did. Oh, this is when I did a like yes. a run. <laughs> you were very. I yes. was pissed at you. I was I like, remember "How dare so you?" <laughs> many people hated this man, and I was so in LeBron's corner from day one. You were. I could not love this man more than I did until I found that I continued to love this guy evermore. And then four years later, I was like, "My God." I love him too. Yep. <laughs> it just took some people a while to come around. It but. really did. It really did. Uh, but speaking of Halloween, um, I wanted to give a special shout out to NBC for finally doing the right thing by firing Megan Kelly from her show, the Megan Kelly Today Show or Today with Megan Kelly, whatever dumb show she had at nine o'clock. Yeah. Um, What'd she do? Well, First of all, the fact that she even got a job with NBC is well, dumb. Well, yeah. I don't because, understand how she got that. Well, because 45 said mean things to her, and so, like, she left Fox, and then NBC was like, we'll take you. Yeah, but she was She's on Fox doing a lot of, of bad stuff things. for a while. She called... She told kids that Santa... Don't, don't worry, worry Santa Claus is white. And so is Jesus. Yeah. Which is like... Which is factually untrue. Jesus was brown. <laughs> Yeah, I know. And all of us are just kind of like, you know, in Santa Claus, while based on, you know, St. Nicholas, mm-hmm. he is largely a fictional character right. who rides in a sleigh from the North Pole and, and could slides be down chimneys. He could be whatever he wants to be. Breaking and entering. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so what happened was that recently she had a panel in her show. It was all white people, all the white people. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were talking about Halloween costumes and blackface. This is your yearly reminder. This is your friendly white PSA. PSA. If you don't have dark skin, don't make it darker. Right. Just don't do it. Spray, don't do it. Spray tans are okay. Like Snooky. I mean, but that's like to be tanner, but not to be like a black person. Right. No. Like that's don't. like there's like different. Yes. There's a difference imitating between, a person of color. Right. There's like I just want to have. <clears throat> yeah. Whatever. Right. I mean, that can also get kind of funky, but like it is yeah, what it is. Yeah. Um. And she was just like, I just don't understand why it's such a big deal. No, I understand that you don't understand, but you are forty-seven years old. How do you not understand that? <sighs> You're you saying lived that in the era of the seventies and the eighties and the nineties and the current era. Are you kidding me? Are you that obtuse? Yeah, she is. She, she was is. on Fox News for years. Ugh, another tan. I can't. Someone recently was. I can't have, imagine all of these extremely tan people on Fox News. Hatred yeah. for people of color because <laughs> you know they oh, tan, yes, they yes. like spray tan so much yeah. to be. God, Bill um, O'Reilly was so orange. Oh, God, yeah. But anyway, so she's fired, um, and rightfully so because it's just I, insensitive. It's super insensitive, and it just doesn't make like, like if you don't get it, yeah. And 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 she was just like, like, white face is okay, like, it's not a big deal. And well, and I was just like, what? Oh, white face isn't okay either, like, none of it is okay. Well, Love your skin. white face, white face happened. I mean, white chicks right. with the mar- <laughs> with the wings, right? But that, but that was just funny. Um, but well, I, but the, the term of blackface comes from this like minstrel, like, mm-hmm. mockery of of black people. Some people think you're talking about menstruation, nope, it is a, a jester. In the, in back in the day, yeah, um, where white folks would paint their their um, white actors would paint their uh, skin black. Mm-hmm. Why blackface is what is called, um, and like mock and 
cartoonized maybe i don't know i don't know what's oh the, yeah it's a character like a, like a like a caricature of like a like black person that is very it's not a positive no image it's usually very dopey yeah. and and super dumb yeah. yeah just and very insulting and if you've seen images of some of those things right and the if you've ever seen some bad minstrel blackface images yeah there are worse. Oh, it's God, like yeah. anything. If you, I once did this conversation with someone who was, they didn't understand why watermelon and fried chicken was a big deal when yeah. we're talking about black history. Right. And I said, well, let's just type in black people and fried chicken. Right. And to Google image and then click images. Right. And see what happens. Oh my God. Yeah. And the person was like mortified. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's like, I mean, there's places, there's reasons why these caricatures or stereotypes come from right and then i think of people who like i know a bunch of my friends wanted to be like like a koye from black panther and they weren't black right. and Ooh, what? and and i said there's nothing wrong with you wanting to be a koye because it's like cosplay right like you're being a character from black panther which one is that uh she's the soldier the bl- the bald soldier oh yeah okay. the, the the general yes she's um cool. yeah she's like super dope what you shouldn't be doing is wearing like an afro, making your skin tone darker. Like you can still put like I've I've been Beyonce before on on Halloween. Mm-hmm. My skin looks like my skin. My hair looks like my hair. Maybe I like curl it a little bit. Maybe put some blonde streaks in it. I'm mm-hmm. not, but I'm not doing anything wild. Mm-hmm. And I'm wearing a Tom Ford dress, like mm-hmm. because that's something that she wore. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I'm wearing. And, and it's still a play on your name too. That well, was... yes. I mean, obviously, that's yeah. always my go-to costume. Yeah. Um, but like, there's nothing wrong with that as long as you're not appropriating cult- the culture in a way that is like negative, mm-hmm. right? Um, like there was a Sean King recently posted a picture of a white white boy went to school dressed as Malcolm X. Yeah. And he looked like his damn self yeah. with the Malcolm X glasses, yeah. the tie, and the suit, and that's completely okay. Yep. Because his face was not black. Right. And he's and he was like he dressed like Malcolm X with like the horn rim glasses, mm-hmm. like just like the did up hair. That's all it was. He like, didn't have uh, that like that old classic shot of him looking out the window. He didn't have a gun with him. Or anything, no, he right? didn't. No. <laughs> that, he would have been sent home. Like, not <laughs> that Malcolm X. Mal- like orthodox Muslim yeah, yeah, yes, yes 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 um but he's like this is how you could still be something like i could be, i could technically be michael jordan yeah but like i'm not going right. to yeah. like make my skin different right to do that right or shave your head or shave oh no i though i wanted to shave my head before go for then, it do but, it uh, i feel like my head's weird shaped you know this or you feel like i this? like Oh, after this, I'll, you can feel my head because there's like a random bump in my head right here that I feel mm. like would be just like, I feel like my head is awesome. And then there's like this random bump right here. Mm-hmm. Anyway. As someone who has a weird shaped head, which you, you have a s- weird shaped head. Yeah. I've seen you bald before or like shaved down before. Yeah. It's not, it's, it's got a shape. I've had people tell me I have a weird shaped head. <laughs> This is not news. I thought that before people told me that. <laughs> You're like, so I know what my head looks that you, like. <laughs> that you feel that it's not, I say, hey, thanks. But uh, <laughs> I don't think you see what most people see. <laughs> but I like my head. I mean, it is what it is. I can't do anything about it. So mm-hmm. I just accept it for what it is. But for your baldness, we won't really know until we know. Right. I was bald as a kid. My dad shaved my head to help my hair be nice and luscious and thick. That's a thing? It's an Indian thing, yeah. 
it's South, only an Indian thing. Like a South Indian thing, yeah. Something that my all, all three of my all my sister my sisters and I all had shaved heads as babies. Because it's better for hair. Yeah, they thickness. and my shaved head is like they like buzzed it down like yeah. to a, like a one like or a, whatever or zero or something like yeah. that. Yeah, like all the way down. For how long? Till how, how? They just did it you? once and then they just let it grow out. Oh, when you're a little baby. When you're a baby. And then it. And it's supposed to make it, your hair thicker and beautiful for your lifetime. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's it's not a thing. Okay. Like no one I, does it now. Was it sure? <laughs> like then eyebrows and I was expanding into other areas and I was no. like, what happens if? No. Okay, that's fine. But yeah. So, so Megan, Megan Kelly's gone. Is not with us on the network and she. But she's still getting paid like sixty eight million dollars or whatever because she was going to be her contract was some mm-hmm. exorbitant amount of money for like three years or something like that or something yeah, stupid. You gotta pay the woman. All right, that's yeah. what it is. I mean, she did write. Um, Getting that contract. But here's the thing. NBC knew what it was. I mean, I'm not mad at Megyn Kelly because didn't we know this about Megyn Kelly? I'm like, NBC, did you, you not stupid? know <laughs> that this was going to happen? Man, Al Roker was not having it. Al Roker was pissed yeah. about it. No, you should be mad because what Megan has failed to understand f- since forever is that it's okay if a black person appropriates white culture mm-hmm. because white culture is ubiquitous and black people have always had to kind of deal with whiteness but also white culture is acceptable exactly because white people are dominant right and so it's not a yeah. problem it's to be expected that people of color are going to uh, assimilate right but for a white person to then appropriate black culture it is continued gesture of aggression pillaging colonizing yeah. of people who are underrepresented and marginalized. marginalized yeah so yeah i mean for her to not get that uh she, she's never megan kelly and i think a lot of people who follow her line of thinking just aren't and we know people like this in yeah, our life do. who don't yeah. step outside of other people's shoes yeah or step out of their shoes into other people's shoes i should say and that's like i'm I've always, and maybe it's maybe because I'm wired like this. I remember being, I remember the first time seeing a kid being bullied in the mm-hmm. playground and feeling really bad for them mm-hmm. and like stepping in and like stopping the situation. Because you I, saw yourself in there. Yeah. Like, what if that was me? Yeah. And like I did that as like, like a kid. Yeah. In the single digits. You yeah. know, like I, I wasn't even like 10, 12 years old. I'm talking like six, seven years old. Yeah. So if like a six like and I'm not saying like I'm some like elite like smart like I'm some amazing person patting the back. It's very a basic feeling. I just feel like that's just like I see you another human in pain and I'm I feel like and I know there's some like uh, desensitiz- desensitization to it like I know in New-, in New York City when I see a homeless person or or if I see anything that seems like they may be like poor or disenfranchised in mm-hmm. some way like as far as financially like socioeconomically. Mm-hmm. I, I very rarely don't see them. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, see, I see them, but, like, I don't, it doesn't affect me as much as, like, when my mom was here, she's like, oh, my God, let's give them something. I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. If I give something to every single yeah, interesting. homeless person, like, that's also another thing that, like, I kind of, like, am grappling with. Like, yeah. how much of my humanity am I losing? Oh, yeah, for sure. In, like, this we're, world, it's, like, really sad. We're not holier than thou. And when Absolutely you see, not. You know how we say, uh, if you see something, say something? Yeah. If you saw a person in a suit and tie, mm-hmm. 
uh, laying on the ground and their briefcase is like strewn about the mm-hmm. place and they're just like face down, what would you do? I would help them. I'd help them. But when I'm on the subway and I see a guy with passed a cart out. And yeah. passed out, I don't check to see if he's breathing. Yeah. You know? It's like they might yeah. actually need help. And, and that's... And that's really messed up. But beyond that piece of it, like, I, I was talking to someone who was a person of color who didn't understand why they couldn't say all lives matter. Uh, they're just like, because I said something about Black Lives Matter. Right. And they were just like. But don't all are lives you, matter? Right. That. And they're just like, oh, it's like people are just making excuses. Like, look at our parents. Look at our Desi parents. Yeah. They worked really hard and they made it in this country. And oh. I'm just, And I'm just like, look, I'm not. Oh. And I'm like, I'm not negating hard work. Hard yeah. work is definitely important and part of sure. the formula. However, if you don't, if you can't, like, I need you to understand and think about, like, the institutionalized things that I've set in place in this world. Yeah. And I look at it and I'm thinking about it and like this person is someone that at one point I very, very much liked and may have dated, you know, and, and I was just like, okay, it's like this person never really left home. They never like really like uh, saw themselves outside of like their mm, personal bubble in the same way yeah. I live in a very liberal bubble. Right. So like, I don't know what happens in the flyover States half the time. That's yeah. the truth of the matter. But um, the reason why I'm saying all of this is just like, there is this level of empathy that I think is being lost because of the rhetoric that's happening in our country that is really filled with hatred. Mm. Um, Cause it just, it all, it's all connected, right? Like this yeah. connection of like, you know, this is not a big deal. Like I can do blackface. It's not, it's not a big deal. Like, mm. and when, but, and one of the things I told him, and I'm just like, when a black person tells you, that they are feeling this way, right. you need to believe them. Right. Because, like, I don't understand what it means to be trans. I have no, like, Same. sense of it at all. Yeah. I also don't know what it means to be part of the LGBTQ community. But that doesn't mean that their experiences and their life mm. is not of value and right. that their experiences are null and void. Oh, my God, yes. Do you know what I mean? Like, and I'm just like, if if I'm telling you, yo, being a girl sucks because our uterus decides to break shit down and mm. then we have our period and we have cramps and it's painful, you could be like, no, it's not. And I'll be like, you, bitch, you don't know. <laughs> Sometimes our junk gets caught in our underwear and it's really stand. uncomfortable. It's Yeah, and that's the same feeling. Yeah, Alex. I would think so. <laughs> it's all genitals and stuff happening down there. But, but do you know, like, if I'm a woman telling you this is how I'm feeling... Mm. And you're like, no, you're not. Yeah, that's the... It is are so you dismissive. Sound, you know who you sounded like right there? What? Congress. <laughs> just like Congress. Oh, everything I, hurts. Wait, you want maternity leave for how long? Nah. Wait, you want us to stop taxing uh, female hygiene products because why? No, we don't think you need that. But Viagra? Yeah, we need that discounted. <laughs> discounted, and we would all like some oh, with our amazing health insurance that we God. have as congressmen. Um... It's funny because probably in the blackface scenarios we're talking about here, the Halloween, it comes around during Halloween. It People always are like, happens. Yeah. But I was going to be Martin Luther King and it's an honor to be him. So I painted my face black to be more like him. Mm-hmm. It's a compliment. Right. Well, I get that. But the whole sensitivity around Just paint around the mustache, that, dude. The sensitivity. <laughs> then you look like, uh, like, like the Hitler. Adams family. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, you sweet. went to Hitler. You went strong. I did. Girl. I did. I always go strong. You know uh, this by now. It's in line with our topics today. <laughs> I see where your brain was. Yeah. But uh, but if you have um, 
this complement of a costume mixed with a sensitivity around a topic that you don't understand, it's because the history of white people using that, although you might want to be on the side to say, hey, black people need to be able to discern the difference between the intention, right. the impact is still so sensitive mm-hmm. with this population because of how traumatic slavery mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. for people and, and then post-slavery reconstruction blackface was just almost almost on some levels emotionally worse than slavery yeah. because with slavery the physical pain of hurting someone was in direct line to someone's economic right. uh, gain whereas with menstrual scenes and blackface it it's was an menstrual. emotional imp- Minstrel. Yeah, Sorry, you said thank menstrual. you. Yeah, thank you. Ah, I'm still on the Congress. <laughs> still on Congress. So uh, with uh, with the minstrel scene, it's because of someone's entertainment. Yeah, it's like at your expense because mm-hmm. we think you're you're of no value, but you're entertaining mm-hmm. to watch. Yeah, and that's and that's almost more hurtful. Yeah. Um, but to this, I ask you. Okay. Do you think? Mm-hmm. Megan Kelly, what well, you said, 47 she is? Yeah, she's turning 48 this month or next she month. She looks good for 48. Yeah, especially for a white woman. Ye- yep, I said it. Okay. So I was. Because that white do crack. Okay. So without I have seen some white people who look really good at. Um, no, I'm sure they do. Yeah, it happens. But this, not, this. I'm just like, I'm just a, I'm a bitter puss. So I, I see. <laughs> All right. I don't Megan like looks great, and I would say to woman. Megan, to Megan's um, continued growth as a person, do you think she can change to understand the gravity of these sorts of things, like Santa Claus and Jesus and blackface? I always, I, as a person of faith, I feel, and I believe that there is always redemption for people. What does that mean? That there's always a place for them to come back from their wrongful ways of thinking or doing things or whatever. But, uh, I mean, in terms of her understanding, do you think she'll get it? That's between her and her maker. (laughs) What? I don't... You mean the studio who hires her or the God she believes in? Either or. Okay. For me, it just comes from this place of like... And maybe this is me getting older. Like I've, I am responsible for for me and for the way that I act and how I act towards other people. I can't be responsible for everybody else's choices and decisions. However, I can be an agent of education and source of resource for people for them to un- to have better understanding, right? Mm. And so, if a Megyn Kelly, I hope she gets it. My hope is that she gets it. Yeah. I'm not gonna say like, oh, old dogs can't learn new tricks. I'm like, no, they can. Yeah, they this, can. It's called patience. It's called life circumstances. Maybe this will like shake her up and be like, "Crap!" Even like a network station doesn't want me to be in their in their in their channel. Maybe maybe there's some self reflection. I feel do. like she had to walk in there knowing like, I wonder how long she did a Scaramucci. She's like, <laughs> I wonder how long they'll let me stay around here. Maybe I don't know. I mean, is there redemption for her to understand and th- never say never? Like, who am I to to give? whatever you know declaration of what what she'll understand or what what she won't or will understand i hope she does but i'm also not holding my breath can i share that feel good story that i i told you about a few weeks ago involving a former fox news correspondent 
You shared it with personality. Me? It was a it was a Glenn Beck. Oh yes, please. Have you listened to that? No, I didn't get no, to finish oh, wait, listening. No, we didn't get to. Yeah, because we were talking about it last last mm-hmm. episode, but we, oh, my computer yeah, that's my right. computer decided to be a butt. Ah, uh, <laughs> so late on this, but it's still pertinent to what we're talking about. Glenn Beck, if you're not familiar out there, if you remember, there was a pundit on Fox News. He just, just a white one. He well, he was he was white and angry. Yeah, so. and he was really a conspiracy theorist, and in the truest, most upset form. And he was always warning people that, hey, look out for Obama because Obama is going to take your money, and you know who's going to give it to you? the Muslims because Obama is a terrorist. Obama is a Muslim, and the Muslims are coming to destroy our Christian values. Oh, and he moves around a lot on set, and he gets close to the camera, and Did then he, he backs away. He had a chalkboard. He had a right? whiteboard, I think. I thought Maybe it was a chalkboard. It was a chalkboard. I it was a chalkboard. But he used to come on with these like bombastic, freaking conspiracies and, and just like allegations left and right. He was throwing at people with. He was, he not was subst- salacious in the way that he did it. Very true. And not substantiated by any kind of real There's facts. No facts. It was just his opinions. When he looked at a brown he person, he literally saw pulled it out of his butt. All the time. <laughs> and so he had a huge following. And he was a constant source of material for the Daily Show and late Ugh. night talk shows. This is the John Stewart days. John Stewart used to just every episode, he's like, I don't have enough time to go through <laughs> all of, you have a one hour show. I have a 30 minute show. And, Barely 30 and minutes. I, yeah. And I can't find the time to get through all the bullshit that you put in here and so um glenn beck became such a problem for everyone liberal but then he started to get so erratic that even fox said good job good job. oh okay, okay hang we're on gonna, we're gonna have you stop this now. is starting to get aggressive um and so he went so far that way right mm-hmm. and i've had white members of my family who swear by this man right love this man and so when it came time for the Trump train, mm. when 45 started rolling his campaign out, all of his base, of course, reacted saying, we love this guy. This guy's amazing. He's here. Finally, the guy that we've been asking for. Right. And Glenn said, this is the guy I've been warning us about. Mm. Not this dude. He's not what you're looking for. And then part of his his base, Glenn's base, kind of went with Trump. And the other part was still with Glenn. And so Fox parted ways with Glenn Beck. He went away. And then all of liberal... He was gone for a while. A liberal media rejoiced. We were like, thank God. And yeah. then there was that power vacuum. And that's how some conservative people like... Um, Who's that? The blonde white girl? Tommy Lahren. Tommy Lahren came in and that's where she got like some web presence mm-hmm. and started getting some... Because she was people, doing... Yeah, she was doing more web Yeah, there was stuff. just more room for that. Mm-hmm. And so Glenn left, started his own network. I forget what it's called. Something about fire pyro or something like that. <laughs> and then he... Um, but in listening to him on a recent podcast, now that he's got his own thing going and doing his own stuff, he sat down to one of my favorite podcasters... Um, I believe the School of Greatness mm-hmm. with uh, uh, Lewis House, mm-hmm. and he interviews Glenn Beck on his newest book, and I don't remember the name of it, but you can look up the episode and just search Amazon. It's his newest thing, <clears throat> and his book is about his life in general, and there's an addiction to something. It is whether it be pills or mm-hmm. alcohol. He was really into alcohol, and I didn't know that until mm-hmm. he went on this podcast. And he's like, yeah, here's what was going on in my personal life and my family and stuff. And then it made everything clear for me. He was like, no wonder you were so angry. Yeah. But beyond that, 
getting to a place of stability, his daughter now going to college and he was, you know, mm-hmm. wanting to say like, okay, honey, um, you're going to study what? She said, American, or I'm going to study history. He said, great, you're going to study American history. It's going to be great. It's amazing. America's a great country. She said, dad, I don't want to study American history. He said, <clears throat> why? And she said, because it's very bloody mm-hmm. and I don't like some of the things in American history. I don't find them uh, altogether flattering. And he said, well, I'll make a deal with you. You for the semester year that you're in college, go ahead and read as many great things about American history. And I will, on my own time, read all the terrible things about American history. And we will, in our own time, compare notes. We'll call on the phone. I was like, what did you research this week? And all that. We'll do this as a father-daughter thing. And he says, I now know so many terrible things about American history, particularly on the white side, that I did not know that before. That is what history is. <laughs> and I could now take any Rhodes Scholar or, you know, mm-hmm. Nobel Laureate to task on all the terrible things in American history. And he said, I didn't understand. When he was calling Obama all those terrible things, he's like, I did not understand Obama's growing up in an anti-colonialist mentality. Mm-hmm. I understand that now. And he went on to say how Gandhi, not a good guy if nope. you're black. Because yep. Gandhi was real racist. Yep. He said Winston Churchill, not a great guy. If you're Indian, because mm-hmm. he was racist, motherfucker. Yeah. And he's like back in his white colonial thinking, as American history teaches us. If you are a Glenn Beck, if you are a Megyn Kelly, if you are a Fox News, and you are and, and Bill O'Reilly perpetuating this idea that Americanism is individualism, exceptionalism, it is whiteness, Yeah. then, yeah, a lot of people are going to say, I don't understand why everyone's upset about blackface. But if you are a black person, yeah. if you are a person of color, if you are one of the many thousands, if not millions, right. of Asian Americans mm. whose family was prevented from coming here for the longest because of exclusionary acts mm-hmm. by Congress, then you probably don't really give a shit about John Wayne mm-hmm. or the the Marlboro Man right. mentality, Mad Men, and right. things in the 60s. These things don't matter to you because your family and your people have been targeted, excluded from things like political reform, educational benefits, um, job opportunities, and just basic living wages, mm-hmm. and and home discrimination. Like right. if you want a if you want a real fun lesson in American history, <laughs> redlining. Look at redlining. <laughs> look at zoning. Right. Look at blockbusting tactics mm-hmm. and other uh, restrictive covenants, racial restrictive right. covenants, things that the U.S. government did perpetuated and reinforced to keep people of color in a position of vulnerability. That was done by our government. Well, see, and, and this is, it kind of comes to kind of our last two points of what I wanted to, what we wanted to talk about today is that, you know, the reason why Glenn was able to have this moment of like, maybe this epiphany or this like, whoa, you know, like, we ain't shit. <laughs> like, right. you know, like this like very big sense of like, uh-huh. wow, this is really messed up. What, what was different about him? Like, I can sit here and tell you black lives matter or that. It's really important to have a PETA voices in media and society. What does a PETA mean? Asian Pacific Islander, they see Americans. Thank you. And they see means like South Asians, like people who look like brown, Indian, like me. People who look like a poo, who apparently is no longer on The Simpsons anymore. What happened to a poo? Because you know how Hari Kundabolu had like this whole Apu like is, yeah, pro- is sure. problematic yeah, somewhere. Yeah, for sure. It, yeah. And he but, was, so he, we, he went away? Yeah, which is also not the solution, but whatever. Right. Why don't we just 
not not why don't we just show up one day in the quickie it's, mart and just be like hey apu and he's like hey homer yeah and like and maybe played apu? by like you know harry kundabalu yeah. or like literally any yeah. other and then person. and then he's like apu something's different about you he's like really I've, I've been like this the whole time right. and they're like okay and then just carry on yeah that's probably what they should have done but they did it's uh, like in uh, my wife and kids with damon wayne yeah when the the daughter, oldest daughter was the like daughter. different. Yeah, she was like a really a dark skinned daughter in the first two episodes. And then two it was episodes. like a. And then like, it was this like. It's like in Roseanne when, when Darlene, not Darlene, but the Becca, or is that? Becca was Be- the Becky, black, Becky. Becky, okay. Uh, Becky, like her, she changes. Like oh, her, does the character, like, yeah. It's a, I mean, who cares? <laughs> it's Roseanne. Who, who gives a crap? But so, but what changes there, like with Glenn, is that he took up, he had a, he was in a, I can say all. I can about how these things matter. Right. And you can be like, I don't like if it doesn't, right. if it's not in your worldview, it right. doesn't make any sense. If you don't have the background. Right. Or the, or the not, I don't even want to say, or the bandwidth. Okay. Or the space in your heart and in your mind hmm. to welcome hmm. this new information that may be contrary to what you've believed in. Hmm. Right. And so he was in a place in his life hmm. where he was doing something with his daughter that they were going to learn together mm. and he was willing to learn right it was his daughter because it was his daughter yeah. so there's like this like personal thing at stake right? right and so i can sit here and i remember telling you know the anti-black sentiment in the asian american community is very real yeah it is it is it is, it is ugly and I, I remember my mom and dad saying things about black people that they worked with that were lazy, that were mm. never good at their jobs and all these different things. And I would, and I would be like, what yeah. are you saying? And my parents are lovely people. Sure. They're educated, lovely people. But it took a, it takes a, it has taken and it will continue to take a lot of time for them to kind of see things differently. It takes a lot of patience on my end to mm. give them moments and space to see perspective that maybe they haven't seen before Mm. you know it takes them to be like one of my best friends is black and i want you to like you can't say crap like that and not not say oh i have a black friend (laughs) i I was gonna say i i was thinking to myself i have heard what you're saying is like white people can only hear this and people in positions of power in general right are only open to opinions that differ and directly target their ideology when it's coming from a person that they otherwise have a warm if not affectionate relationship with because they'll be more receptive to that but um that is why if you are a stranger Mm -hmm. to a person who is white you have to be as a person of color Mm -hmm. i have to be that much more this is what a lot of people in social justice circles um the quote-unquote like social justice warrior right Friends of mine will not understand my level of patience with a yeah. white person. Yeah. Because twice in my life, I have heard white people tell me, Alex, you're my first black friend. Yeah. And then I have to tell them, you know. You know, I'm only half black. I'm right? half. <laughs> so you still have some work to do. You need another, at least you, another half. You more. have yet to go all the way. 44 and a half of our presidents were, I were white. Oh, <laughs> that's so accurate. That's very accurate. So he, so in doing that, um, I didn't know I was doing that for that person. Yeah. I didn't know that I was reshaping this person's framework around yeah. that. I didn't know the way that and I And that's talk- a huge responsibility for you. Yeah, I'm glad I didn't know. Right. And <clears throat> like, but I sometimes know that in certain circles, I'm the first Indian person that they're ever going to mm-hmm. see. I'm the first per- Desi person in general. Yeah. Like today, someone, I went to go grab uh, lunch and 
this guy looked at me and he was just like, what's your ethnicity? I'm just like, what do you think? Like, cause I'm always curious yeah. what people think. He's like, what do you say? <laughs> what do you he's, say? he's like, you're black and Indian. I'm just like, thank I you. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I, I don't know if I should be, like, I'm not offended, you know, right, sure. I'd be offended if you said I was white and Indian. Cause right. I'd be like, I'm not white. <laughs> What? There's nothing wrong with being white and no, Indian, I know. though. I was, I was being facetious, yeah. guys. I, I love white people. Sparingly. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is so bad. This is so I'm, bad. I'm, Alex oh is dying God. on the inside. The only white person I love is your mom. I know. <laughs> I'm aware. She listens. I love you. I love you, Betty. Um, it's like, it's your mom. She hates all white people but you. So consider yourself lucky. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a terrible going. person. No, but like he's like, no, you're black and Indian. He's like, oh no, I'm I'm Indian. This is a Latino yeah. man. Mm-hmm. He's, oh, man Why so did I feel like he was Latino? <laughs> I don't know. And he clearly was like trying to get my number. Or something. You know I just, why I thought he was Latino? Why? Because the only people who've asked me what I am in New York are is people la- who are Latino, like Latinx or Latina. La- yeah, yeah, Latinx. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or Latin, as they like to say. Oh, that's not Latin. I, th- I think that's a new term too that people are using. That shorter, are more shorter, neutral. That's fine. Um, and I'm just like, oh, I'm like not a big deal. He's just like, oh, so he, he, I'm like, oh no, I'm actually just fully Indian. He's like, oh, I'm so sorry, I didn't mean to offend you. Oh, and I was just no, like, no. I was like, yeah, no, I'm definitely not offended. Oh, <laughs> like. No. Thank you for thinking I'm black, because black is cool just as much as being Indian is cool. (laughs) Thank you for my food. (laughs) And I just, like, went away. Um, No, I was saying all of this, like, I think there's a lot of assumptions that we make, and a lot of the assumptions are coming from this place of hate, especially now. Like, there's been pipe bombs that have been all over New York City and all over and given to a bunch of prominent Democratic people Mm -hmm. from the Obamas. This happened, I don't know if you knew about this, but this happened, do you, you look, you're looking. I'm listening. Are you? Do you know about this? You said the Obamas. Yeah, the Obamas, the Clintons, um, uh, Maxine Waters, the Bidens, I believe, and a couple of other prominent Democrats uh-huh. got bombs um, mailed to them. Oh. Um, you really didn't know about this. Holy! F- listen. And then I was, the CNN, yes, CNN yes. headquarters were evacuated twice this week. Um, because of mm-hmm. uh, just packages that yeah. were suspicious, that were pipe bombs. Yeah. Um, we later come to find out there was this guy in Florida, uh, seemingly Latino man, but someone who was just pro-45, pro-Make America Great Again, yeah. um, did all of this. Yeah. Um, and then just recently, there was a huge shooting in Pittsburgh in a synagogue where this white right. man goes in and says, all Jews must be killed, essentially, right. and shot up the whole place. And what I've been realizing, I had, um, we had a dinner with my family a couple, a couple of days ago and I, uh, two days ago, and I was, we were just kind of sitting there and my, my cousin was just like the amount of evilness and mm. amount of hatred yeah. that's coming from the right. And I don't want to say all Republicans, but no, not all, but, but when you're, right when based. you're silent right. in times of, in these times mm. where we have a predator being put into the highest court of the land. A predator is our president. Um, you know, when you have just hatred being spewed of like, lock her up, what about her emails? You know, screw them, you know, whatever you want to say, it's all coming from the right. Um, and not saying that the left is any mm. better. Like, I, th- I feel like we're just as like hateful but not necessarily in a violent way. I think maybe no. hateful with like more intellectually and it's like an elitism. It's a, it's a complete elitism, which is very 
uh, marginalizing as well. It's very alienating. It's very, that's the word. otherizing. It's very otherizing. And I recognize that. And I recognize the problem with that. Um, And some may say, like, that's more hurtful than killing somebody. I don't know if that is. I don't uh, think that's true. I don't think that's true. But, um, but yeah, I just, it's coming, like, hate just begets hate. And ignorance begets more ignorance. And so if you have a moment to, if that's what I'm like, if someone in the trans community says, hey, bride, this is what my experience is like. I am an asshole if I'm like, no, it's not. Mm. I need to sit there and just be like, wow, I didn't know that. And I, I appreciate you sharing your story with me because that's what it is. Okay, going out of your comfort zone and loving and not, and I wouldn't say loving, but just like experiencing life with people that are different than you. Because if you, that's what being a good neighbor is, is like, yeah. it's not just about hanging out with everyone that looks like you, that talks like you, that thinks like you. You mean neighbor in the biblical in sense? The, in the, like, yeah, like yeah. in the biblical, it's funny because that's what church talked about today too for me my neighbors smoke weed and it comes through the vents and it's really annoying so just and you know what but you can still be kind to them and say hey stop I am doing kind that to them. i tell them to chill out but they are already chill <laughs> they're super chill <laughs> but um but yeah no it's just i hate just begets hate and it all comes back down to this like rhetoric and you know i mean we can go into like campaign reform issues that we need to do but like Mm -hmm. people need to go out and vote november 6th because it is i'm high key stressed yeah yeah well i mean you don't need to be stressed you got an absentee ballot who are you voting for illinois or new york i've been doing new york since i moved here we're fine i know we're fine but it doesn't mean that like i'm scared for florida yeah sure i'm scared for texas where people are voting for beto Beto yeah. O'Rourke, mm-hmm. and when they look, because they're doing early voting, okay. when they look at their ballot, it says that they voted for Ted Cruz because of a machine error. Oh, no. Yeah. That's a problem. And then they said, and the people, the, uh, the election, whatever, the the convention or whatever, like, oh, it's we don't have a constitutional reason to uh, to fix that. Okay. Are you kidding me? You know what? But you can, if you can look at your ballot so, and change it if you need to, but that's, that's really scary. Mm, you know? I don't get too... Uh, yeah, just vote, people. Just go out there I mean, and vote. And I'm in. It sounds like based on our conversation, we're saying, "Hey, vote for the liberals and create change." I'm not even. I'm not even telling vote. people how to vote, but like, it's it's your. Let me ask you this: If if knowing, do you believe in the right? Knowing how the 2016 presidential election turned out, mm-hmm. are you as firm a believer? And champion of voting for all people in America, given that there were enough people to vote in America that swayed that election one way that we didn't probably love. Um, are you still like an advocate for all people being able to vote, regardless of every other, whether you're a racist, Jew, Gentile, or otherwise, everyone should be allowed to vote. I think everyone should be allowed to vote. I just think our electoral college needs to not exist. I didn't realize. Because, okay, yes. Because if that didn't exist and if it was just like every vote was a vote, right. we would have a very different situation right now. When I was a kid, I used to think that the popular vote was only an estimate, and mm-hmm. that's why you rounded up to the electoral vote. Nope. And then when I realized that you could actually count every vote, I was like, why aren't we just counting every vote? And people would it's say, not that di- well, you're like, well, Wyoming should get three votes because if it was actually proportionate, they'd get like mm, half a vote, yeah, one vote. And it's like, well, 
Maybe that's all they deserve. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> just like that. Maybe that's all you deserve. Well, well dude, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. It's, I don't know. But for all of our people listening from Wyoming, I'm sorry. No, but I, I'm thinking about, like, my sister is a... My sister always prides herself at being a libertarian. Mm-hmm. And she's just like, look, you have the choice to do whatever you want. Yeah, it's and, all about choice, yeah. And so voting, if you do it, is a choice that you make. Sure. And... I don't, I don't want to take that away from you because of the color of your skin or because of your religious affiliation or because I think you're... Educational background. Educational background or because I think you're a dumbass and you're voting for someone who against your own well wishes. That's on you, boo. Right. So I, I come from that perspective. Right. I'm just like, I think everyone who, needs, who can vote yeah. should vote. And then what we need to figure out is our actual system itself because it is absolutely broken. Yeah. And I would say if liberals are really upset about people who are voting that they think are not intellectually like up to snuff with voting, then why don't you focus on the educational system then? Yeah. If you really want to fix fix it, fix it. Yeah. Go ahead and figure out how to make people more critical thinkers and vote the way you want them to vote. If you really want to do a 50 year project. Yeah. Go ahead and really dig your heels in. But to what I was saying about the white um, patience with that is that this all this hatred coming from what feels like one side mm-hmm. in that conservatism that is so scared and mm. so insecure about its its livelihood being taken. That's really it, what it is. You're hitting the nail on the head. That's it, what it is. It goes to a drastic measure to defend its right to exist, and that leads to liberal elitism turning back and shaking our heads and saying like this is outrageously this is terrible like this Mm -hmm. what is going on but we say this and we don't make a lot of room for understanding or compassion and it just it's that vicious cycle like you were talking about so to what to that i would say i'm not patient on a lot of things regarding like hurting other people sure when it comes to the discernment between what is this white person trying to do Mm. versus what they're what i'm perceiving mm. where's the disconnect i'm quick to jump in that space and i th- i would encourage more people to make room not for the pipe bomber mm. not for those people who are like hurting like the the people shooting up churches and synagogues yeah, and things mostly white people white people <laughs> who are conservative um i would say make room for the white person at the party who said like um i got two black friends or I have yeah. a whatever friend or like you are so articulate yeah. or whatever. And those you things. You are a very articulate friend. Yeah. I mean, and I have black friends who are very articulate <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? There's no, I mean, <laughs> you could say what you will, but that person's the, the objective definition of articulate. Yeah. And so it's, um, but making room for that. And I, I think we, when we get trapped in these spaces of social justice, um, Oh God! When we're so focused on getting the language right and the discourse, Elitism. yeah, because we have the ability to talk around these. I didn't have the language to talk around this when I didn't live in New York City. Yeah, when I came here, that's when I was gifted that, and we have it. it just like not everybody gets that. Yeah. So for people who are struggling with that to understand, like, hey, why is everybody pissed off about blackface, or why is everybody pissed off about like why are the right. black people saying like all lives matter isn't a thing? Right. It's are they like, saying it doesn't? It's like right. no. They're like this. It's the, not the point. <laughs> listen, as a social justice person, I can get upset about all lives matter, but I know that person, like a former Glenn Beck. 
does not know the historical context to which they're treading on right yeah. now. And so they say like, yeah, so you got to you got to give space and grace for that person to catch up. But that's the thing, the space and grace piece takes patience and yeah. Um I think it starts as as uh, small as everybody going out and voting um consciously and responsibly like knowing what the issues that they are voting for and also mm-hmm. giving space for people in their lives because it takes only one person right like to potentially like it took Glenn Beck's daughter yeah. to change the way Glenn Beck probably thinks right the same way it took my parents like three girls loving them their daughters to mm-hmm. do that like take think about the people in your lives and how you could help them mm. and getting into Facebook and Twitter fights ain't worth it do you think um, 45 will ever change his views on I, I don't know um, what his views are. Well, one, what are what are his views? <laughs> Secondly, I truly and I haven't said this before. I haven't said this out loud until now. I really think he's an evil being. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh my. I'm And I don't think he realizes he is. No. I, like well, his, what do you mean by evil? I just think like he is he has been an agent of a he has been an agent of destruction in my mind when it comes to the rhetoric that's been happening because of what he says, not necessarily like he just says things off the cuff without thinking. It's careless. It's so careless and it is and at first I'm like, oh, he's just being careless. Now people are like people are dying. It is a source of evil in my eyes. And I just, like, I don't know what else to do other than, like, please go out and vote. Please be smart. I'm not saying that if I see him and I can, I, I would definitely still talk to him and try to, like, reason with him. But I don't even think there's space for that for in his brain. So I'm going to say something controversial. Oh, God. Based on what we're, we're saying here. I'm just going to throw out my predictions for the upcoming. Um, I, in 2020, I fully anticipate that he will get reelected. That is my, yeah. that is my thinking. And as much as we're telling people to vote, I could see it where he even wins the popular vote in 2020. So as much as I'm encouraging that, the Floridas, the Ohios, and all of that. The Alabama, the Georgias, yeah. Yeah, I could see it going in a way not in my favor. And so I still have to maintain a belief that uh, voting is a right that everyone should have. Same. But... um, I don't think I don't believe in evil, and I think that he's in the same way that one kid in Texas hit somebody with his car and killed them, and then he got probation instead of jail because he has affluenza. Mm-hmm. I think that's what our president has, and I think yeah. he's had that since his inception. I mean, I just don't. I don't think. I think when I say evil, it's not like he's some like demonic person. Like I'm not. Yeah. I'm not going into this like spiritual sense i'm really coming from like everything he is doing Mm -hmm. and touching is not turning into gold it's turning into bloodshed (laughs) he's polishing the turd yeah and Um, so it's like it's already been a piece of crap from the from the beginning so yeah i'm just coming from this place of like the evilness that i'm feeling is just like i think i'm just in a place of uh personally i'm exhausted from all of the news and i've been really really good about like not looking at my phone after certain hours and like Mm. not going on twitter and news and stuff because i need to take care of myself because otherwise i would go nuts um and really truly think that everything is going to shits <laughs> he's um and he's a narcissist yeah and as we know and a lot of evil people are narcissists 
Yeah, he's he's full on his own um, Kool Aid, and yeah. that's gonna lead you nowhere quick. So I mean, he's in charge of the free world, and I think that leads him to to do the things that we're talking about and not understand. And he's not a smart person in terms of like. But he's the smartest. He knows all the big words. Well. <laughs> All the words. Indubitably. This man um, thinks that he is very well versed in all things, but as his friend Frederick Douglass would tell him, like, no, you're not. <laughs> and, I can't. And I, I think Aww. his lack of care for... It's funny because we... He comes. He's a product of where we live here. Mm-hmm. We're, we're you and I are very close to the financial district. Yeah. Downtown New York, Manhattan. And there... You need a whole different set of skills, and it pertains to the stock market trends, Mm -hmm. business analytics, things that have come down the pipeline for certain companies. You got to know how to case the joint. You got to know when you're looking at one of these banks and one of these like brokerage firms, you got to read people and know the angles and the smoke and the mirrors and do the dance. Like it's a whole set of artistry, Right. right? Versus People who are elected public officials yeah. have to know about the history of a people, the culture. They have to know who they represent and what matters to people. There's an emotional intelligence sure. that those people are supposed to have. So he comes in grossly underqualified, which we knew to begin with. Right. But the, the gap is so large yeah. between like caring about people and just being high on your own supply yeah. that it's like, no, I mean, he was so good at playing that game yeah. that when he stepped into a role where it's like, wait, Air Force One's not as nice as my own jet? Yeah. Wait, like the public sector and mm-hmm. working for the, the people? people yeah. Because when you work at a bank and a brokerage firm, you work for a company. Yeah. When you work, when you for, work for your own self. Trump Enterprises. Yeah. And when you work for yeah. the U.S. government, you work for the people. Right. And that's that's not fun because yeah. he doesn't care about people. Nope. He cares about himself. So it's, I understand why. I understand why you would say he's evil. I would just say he's um, not suited for the job that he's in. I think that's... <laughs> that's an real. understatement. <laughs> no shit, Sherlock. <laughs> Oh, he is grossly underqualified. Oh, wow. Lord. Alex is pulling back no punches. <laughs> yeah. He said guys. Trump is un- <laughs> grossly unqualified. No one's ever said that before. Watch out, CNN pundits. God. <laughs> I feel so full of shit. Uh, no, but it's true. But um, I don't know about you. I would love to talk about some basketball because... Uh, yeah, let's do it. Let's just do that. So make sure you guys vote November 6th. Don't wear blackface. And show some love to people. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. And caution all the white people who watch Crazy Rich Asians. Do not go out and, well, it's not black. Don't do anything to your face. Oh, my oh gosh. <laughs> You're so right. That's for another episode. Oh, Lord God. Okay. Well, let's, let's keep it moving. All right, folks. It is time for our dribbling section. Um, I'm so excited to talk about basketball because the season has started. Preseason is over. Yeah. Some fun things have happened. Some things, some major things have happened already. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a good time to love basketball. Anytime's a good time to love basketball. You no, know, you're right. Why did I ever say it was oh, just now? I'm all about this all the always, time. Always. Always. So what's been going on? Um, let's start at our favorite place. Let's okay. start with the king, LeBron James. Oh. The man... The L.A. legend already. 
Not it, a rough start to the season. Yeah, they went 0 5 to start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Was it 0 4? I thought it was 0 4. 0 4. And then they went, they won two. Right. And so then they were two at the. I'll just tell you right now um, LA Lakers are at two and four. Okay. Um, so they, if the playoffs started today, they wouldn't make the playoffs. No, they wouldn't. But as LeBron James says, they're still figuring it out. Chill. This like, is the beginning of the season. Guys. I, I will say, this is the one thing about basketball <clears throat> and any sports in general. Yeah. I, specifically basketball because it is such a long season. Uh. And same thing with like baseball, hockey, long seasons. Football is a different story. But like people start making predictions of like things of how a team is working within uh-huh. the first couple of games. I'm like, y'all, you know, they just started, right? They just started. O- outside of GWS, Golden State Warrior. Mm-hmm. Or GW. Yeah. yeah. GW. GSW. GSW. Mm-hmm. Wow. Dyslexia of the brain. Um, I just thought of DSW, the shoe store. I was like, why does that sound familiar? (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of where I went to. Um, Outside of Golden State Warriors, there really isn't a veteran team out there that has meshed. Like, all all the teams are going to take some time to figure it out. I mean, there's maybe the 76ers and the Celtics. Could, yeah. You know, they have they got it. They got some, you know, folks who've done this for a couple of t- couple of seasons together. But uh it's gonna take time. Yeah. You know what? Who's not take it well, I just while I'm looking at the stats here, the only two teams who are undefeated right now, mm-hmm. Milwaukee Bucks and the Toronto Raptors. Yep. I just find that very interesting and I wanna see how that plays out. Um, I love watching the Bucks play, especially Anatakumbo. Yeah. He's I'm really cute. Saying, okay. There it is. But he's also really good at playing basketball. Yeah. But because you know His this His hands about- are massive. <laughs> ja, your face. Your face <laughs> just says everything. Golly. <laughs> Guys, I'm the worst. No, but, <laughs> but me, like a person who has a basketball and I'm just like, oh my God, marry me. Um, which is, you know. Kawhi. Kawhi's got big hands. But he's also so quiet. <laughs> so quiet. <laughs> he's so adorable, but he's so quiet. Uh, and I know, like, he's gone through some life stuff that probably made him, like, that has made him the way that he is. Um, but you stopped me short a last uh, podcast. We didn't make it to the dribbling section because the computer gave out. Mm-hmm. But I think last episode was the one where I, I you were trying to defend Kawhi yeah. and I said uh uh-uh, uh I'm not having it because and I went into it I'm not going to do that mm-hmm. today but I just am glad to see that he's doing well with Toronto yeah, yeah. LeBron so yeah what's going on the other night yep game yep. he I know what you're going to say became I know what you're going to say the sixth all-time leading scorer in NBA history oh my god so we have it on our Insta story so make sure you check that out um Passed up Dirk Nowitzki, who's still in the league on the right. injured list. Um, so he, LeBron, is now the highest scoring active player in the league. Yeah, and and he like has... doesn't look like he's stopping anytime soon. Oh no, it is all but certain that he is going to pass. I pulled it away, but I could tell I you off tell you. my dome. He's about to pass Will Chamberlain, and number four on the list. Michael Jordan. This year, he will pass Michael Jordan. And for those of you who don't know, Michael Jordan has 32,292 points. And LeBron has 31,202 points uh-huh. as of, I believe, yesterday. So about 1,000 points he has to go. He will get that He this will year. get there. And so... That means he will be close. Mm-hmm. Closer. One more season. 
to do Kobe's. To do Kobe. And then he'll he'll have to kind of work pretty hard to Carl. for Carl and yeah. and Kareem. There's so many Lakers up there. There's just so many. You know, Lakers I just noticed that. that. Shaq Dang. is number seven. Or yeah. I Shaq think he is, is number I don't seven. Know. I don't remember. Or between eight. Kareem, Kobe, Wilt. Wilt, and then now LeBron. Ugh. You know Carl be- was one also. Carl Malone. Oh, Malone. Oh my gosh, you're right. Yes. It's too much purple and gold. That's you why know, Michael's such a rare thing. Yeah. Oh, Michael's so rare. Mm. Um, and it's funny because someone was saying that like LeBron going to the Lakers now bumps <clears throat> Kobe away from being one of the top five Lakers that ever played. Cause I'm they, thinking about that. Cause they, I mean, are we doing it by position or are we just talking just about... Just like top players. In general? In general. So <coughs> Top five. Top five. Not starting five, but just five. Just top five. Yeah, Kobe gets bumped. Yeah, he absolutely does. Like, mm-hmm. just objectively, he does. Yeah, like, and it's... Whether yeah. you're a Kobe fan or not, like, that's just... Right. I appreciate, and I wonder if this took any coaxing on the part of Lakers management, but I appreciate that Kobe showed up at the home game the other night yeah. to watch LeBron play. with his uh, Kobe brought his family and everything, yeah. and they watched. It was like, Lakers the fans memes, were happy to see him back. The memes were hilarious. Like, because there's, there's a meme of uh, LeBron passing the ball. Mm-hmm. Like... It's just mm-hmm. the ball's not in his hand. It's just the ball's like away from him. Uh-huh. Like clearly that he passed it. And mm-hmm. there's Kobe in the background looking really perplexed. <laughs> and someone's like, what is this passing thing he's doing? And I was like, oh my God, this is so good. <laughs> the, the internet always wins. Uh, they always win. That's glorious. Yeah. Uh, but he, yeah, man, congrats to the king. What, a, what, a, what an accomplishment. And I'm not totally 100% certain about this, but I, I can't, I, Instagram gave me the scoop also. LeBron James is now only behind Michael Jordan for most 30-point games in their career. Probably. And he's past Kobe in most 30-point games. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. And then uh, most 20-point games, he's somewhere in that conversation. Too. But in, in essence, And he still has assists, Michael and Kobe. Just saying. Yeah, dude. The, <laughs> the fact that when I went to go look, so I saw the stat on Instagram. Yeah. And then I, and then today when I'm trying to research this for the cast, I go Googling all over the place trying to find it. I'm putting in LeBron, most consecutive or 30-point games or most all-time NBA history. And I could not get through the number of accolades that the internet kept giving me about him. Like, oh, did you mean like most playoff uh, 30-point games in history? No, no, no. That was April. I'm talking about, oh, oh, did you mean like all-time scoring NBA playoff history? No. I'm talking about, (laughs) and then I went to Wikipedia, and Wikipedia had this weird setup, and I just kept seeing these lines. You know how you like scroll down, Mm -hmm. and Wikipedia usually has line after, you know, like Mm -hmm. jargon. It was just blankness for probably three feet of blankness <laughs> on the screen. I'm just like scrolling, scrolling. I'm like, where? Is... And then I scroll and I and go, go to, to the, the side, r- yeah. side and it's just, oh no, these are all his accolades. And Jeez, just, oh Louise. my God, this guy has just, in in the last two days, he, he's clinched like five more noteworthy things. Wow. I'm And so, if he stays healthy and continues to play at the level he has been or slightly under, yeah, he will be the all-time leading NBA scorer in two, three and a half years. I believe it. <clears throat> it's gonna oh happen. my gosh, it's going to be wild. I'm excited. There's some other things that have been happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lonzo is starting now. Um, yeah. So that's... 
Rondo's coming back and Lonzo's staying in the starting lineup. Yeah. That's what you get when you throw a left hook on Chris Paul. Do we want to talk about that left hook? Sure. Um, So there was a fight in the first... uh, Okay. It was the first home game for the Lakers. Mm -hmm. And the first home game, obviously, in a Lakers uniform for LeBron. Mm -hmm. It was the fourth quarter. Um, Brandon Ingram... I saw this live, so this was wild to see live. Um, And so watching this live... Brandon Ingram is upset about some call or something and pushes James Harden. James Harden. Mm. James Harden is like not about ever getting his pretty beard anywhere near any of these things. Nah, you're the MVP. Yeah, he's just like I'm just gonna just gonna keep it moving. He keeps walking away, and so the so like they kind of like break like they people tell Brandon to like cool it. Yeah. You know, uh, Lance Stevenson specifically was like, "Yo, just cool Lance. <laughs> Lance is like, yeah, the Draymond Green of that of that team. Yeah. like relax you know you're good what a guy um and then all of a sudden we see rondo and chris paul cp3 get at it like they're just like in each other's faces and oh my god there's a fight happening because then then what i see is cp3 take his hands and like push it like in the eyelid area of rondo i didn't see that yeah and i was just like and then swinging and then rondo swings at him and then Chris Paul is trying to sw- trying to swing with his little arms, and, yeah. then, <laughs> and then Brandon Ingram is like past halfway of the court, mm-hmm. turns around, runs in, and smacks somebody. <laughs> I don't know who the hell. I think he like, jacked CP3. In I the think face. I think it was I think it was CP3 as well, and so of course all three of them get ejected. Um, uh, Ingram, CP3, and Rondo. If you want to get a really good recap of what actually happened in this this scuffle, mm-hmm. listen to the read because they talk about it. Like oh, Crystal really? and and um, Kid, Fury? Kid Fury talk about it, and it was hilarious because they first are calling Rondo, uh, uh, Rajan Rondo Rajan instead of Ra. Some people do. <laughs> and, I actually don't know which one's correct. I've, I've always known him as Rajan Rondo, and so I'm. I've like, heard people do it both ways. Yeah, so who knows? Um, Anyway, so they, so I believe Rondo was eject is was suspended for four games. Three. Brandon got four. Okay, and then um, Rondo got three, and CP3 got two. Yeah. Um, it was like whatever that succession was. A cascade. So there was a lot of there's a lot of slow. The, CP3 was saying that Rondo spit at him. There is video that shows that he did. Do a spit thing. It's I don't, interesting. It, I was. I wasn't sure. Like, did you? Did you say a hard P? Like, it's interesting. Know, is, it, is it like what I'm was not it? Sure. I don't, I'm not sure. It wasn't like a loogie spit. It was just no. one of those like I'm talking really close to you yeah. and like I there was said no like, wind up. Puh, and then, like yeah, I spit yeah, yeah, at you yeah. or something like that. There was no Sorry wind if I up. Sorry, I spit at you by the way. No, please you don't, didn't. Please don't punch that me. That was an air spit. <laughs> yeah. He, um No, I couldn't tell when when they said he spit. I was like, oh okay, he spit. And I watched it the first time. I thought, oh yeah, he spit. And then the more times you watch it. It's like, is, did he spit? I'm not sure. I don't know. But regardless, <clears throat> it is what it is. Um, that whole, And for those of you who don't know, CP3 and Rondo have a very contentious relationship. Yeah. So what's people are giving, not some people are giving LeBron some flack about this because LeBron intervened and took CP3 out of the whole situation. You, yeah. First of all, LeBron so. is a million feet tall right. and CP3 is a smooth six feet. Right. <laughs> And so, you know, in basketball terms, he's a tiny, he's a tiny man. Yeah. And so LeBron just let, like completely took him off the course and was just like, 
like stop. Right. It's his best friend. They vacation together. Like yes. they're super super close. Right. Um, and so some people, including some basketball players, like, oh, it's too bad that you're not there for your your teammates. Oh my god. And it's just like Jesus Christ. It's also like there's a lot of toxic masculinity between these two men. It's a lot of BS and trash talking, and like there's trash talking in basketball. Period. We all know that. And at first when the fight was going, on, I'm like, yeah, fight, and then I'm like, oh no, toxic masculinity. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty bad. It was one of the more aggressive fights I've it ever really seen. It really was. It, they. People got contact. Like Rondo got contact. Uh, CP3 got contact. And That's got funny. Con- like That's people, f- people got hit. It's funny because the only sport where you see people fight and actually make contact is hockey. Yes. But football players like push around some right. helmets. So you don't got to punch a helmet. Mm-hmm. And then baseball players, I don't even know what they're trying to do when they go out and fight. Yeah. I'm like, Whoa! <laughs> I'm just like, it's God, that. get it's, it out. It's guys. a lot of, it's a lot of testosterone. Save it for the showers, golly. But the, um, but when basketball players fight, they're usually not that. Um, they're not actually aggressive. They'll throw a punch, but it's not at the face, or at least the aim doesn't land. Mm-hmm. And because our the arms are so lanky, right, that they're not used to throwing punches in that way. Like a brain we're and shoot, you're, yeah. yeah, you're shooting, you're shooting jumpers like right. a swan. At the end, your hand is the swan thing. Right. at the top, we, we're they're not used to throwing that kind of stuff. So I have never, I've never but, really you know, seen a fight. But yeah, he's and so they asked him. Because that people were making contact. Yeah, no, this was not a joke. They said, uh, "You said CP3 is not a good guy." He says he's oh, it's something about he's a better player or something. And Rondo said he might be a better player, but I got a better left hook. It's like okay. And there's a couple of former teammates of CP3s mm-hmm. that said that like Rondo is a better guy than CP3 is. A better guy. Yeah, like yeah, a better no, no, teammate. No. Than yes, CP3 yes, is, yes, yes, yes. and I think it's because CP3 is such a, and I think people look at CP3 like, oh, he's the shorter. Like I look at him just like, oh, he's like he's a nice guy, family guy, State who, Farm commercial, State Farm commercial, mm-hmm. like the shorter basketball yeah. player, and by, he's not short. He's like six something, right? So he's not a short. I think guy. he's like five. 10, 5, 11. But he's like, he's still very skilled, but he's he's very like Kobe esque, and like he wants to win games, and so like he's very. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. so when he's with his teammates i'm sure he is that kind of maybe that's what yeah what they see I guess that's what i've heard and so like i can see him not being like a teammate he's not a scotty pippen he's more of like a michael jordan yeah. right he's not the one that wants to mentor you and like like foster yeah. you through this he's just like no win he's the damn on game. your butt yeah he's like win the damn game you yeah. have you have one job you know right. um so that's, like, i mean it's unfortunate uh that they had to have the fight like that they did but it was entertaining. I think it's interesting. I would like to get inside both their minds and know how this relationship has played out over the years. Yeah, I mean, what started it? What got them to this place, you well, know? my understanding is that at some point, Chris Paul said... Uh, he said some insult to Rondo, and Rondo's response was, I'm a champion and you'll never be one. And in NBA terms, that's that's, that's pretty as, mean. It's as the worst mean. you can say. Well, I also found out that off the court, I think Rondo's girl or aunt or somebody went after CP3's wife, like physically. Yeah, like was like oh. was in her face, and then security had to remove her from Uh-oh. the space. So uh, there's bad blood there. I've there's, never, uh, yeah, I've not I don't seen anything that. that toxic before in terms of an ongoing relationship. So that's too bad. But they're both great point guards. So, you know, in your own rights, guys, just be be good. Yeah. 
Dang. But Rondo's going to the bench, and Lonzo's going to be taking his place because Lonzo's been balling out. But if you look at Rondo's numbers and and Lonzo's numbers, mm-hmm. Rondo and Lonzo, if you look at both their numbers, they are comparable in having 12 to 14 points a game. Yeah. And assist-wise, Rondo has slightly more. Um, Lonzo, but Lonzo's no slouch with like seven or eight. Right. So if you're going to get the same thing for what you're doing... You might want to put Lonzo out there to develop might. some chemistry and yeah. longevity-wise and get his trade value up so you can get something for him. And also, LeVar has been silent. I know. It's been so great. It's because of the LeBron effect. I know. You, you LeBron steps in, and you're like, yeah, LeBron. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Do, don't talk. You don't say anything. Magic Johnson's like, I want you to know, I, I can get your son traded. You could do everything you want to do. You could talk a whole lot of stuff. I w- Lord knows, I will find a way to get your son traded. And I will do it. Mm-hmm. And I will do it well. You want him to stay in L.A.? He's got to play well with the king. Yeah. And if he's not playing well with the king, or I just decide to trade him, I will trade him. But a lot of it depends on you shutting up. Yeah. And, ooh, and he- LeVar, I have not heard a word. I was just like, who... Hulavar. I know. It's I've just never, so nice. I was like, this is so nice. It was, it's been entertaining to watch him to a point, but once he was gone and noticeably it's, gone. And I've it's noticed nice. For, I'm not going to lie. It's I've noticed nice. for months that he wasn't talking. Oh, yeah, And it's same. been fantastic. Preseason. Like when, when he was benched, when Lonzo was benched, yeah. I was like. Oh. You were going to hear it. I was just like, oh, great. We're going to yeah. hear from Lavar, And nothing came out. I was nope. just like, wait, what? Yep. But he's too busy with the league. I saw a kid walking down um, Broadway the other day. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was Broadway and White Street wearing a big baller brand hoodie, a BBB hoodie. And I just looked at that and I thought, you hype beast SOB. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't support well, which is, this. It's interesting because the G League is now doing what the JBL is doing for the, the high school recruits. Did Say you, that again. So JBL is like paying high school, you know, people who junior want the junior league. basketball league, which is Lavar's team, right. like Lavar's league, like uh, you know, a certain amount of money. I forgot what the amount was a month, and like you know, so they can develop their skills and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And G League was not doing anything like that, but they essentially copied Lavar's like template and oh. do it, did it for the G League. Yeah, which is kind, of, it, which is shady. Let's be is real. Is this shady? It's not going to be developmental for the stu- for the for the kid that goes in there. It, I would rather mean? you, because st- you're not going to get the amount of play and training that you need. Like all the pundits are all the not saying pundits, all the analysts are saying like, well, yeah, it makes sense, but like you you get more training and development if you went overseas for a year and came back. So yeah, and training like or go to college training, but I think they have to say that because NCAA is corrupt. Yeah, NCAA's not. <laughs> so, oh, God, it's not good. And, Dang. Um, what are some other things that have happened? Um, we found out today that Ty Lue got fired. The coach of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Oh, he was a coach? Oh, God, I see what you did there. I didn't, oh. know, he, I didn't know he was a coach. Oh, God. I thought he was like an assistant coach or something. Oh, okay, cool, 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 so cool, So cool. <laughs> that's too bad because Tyronn Lue, shout out to Tyronn Lue, uh, native of Missouri, fellow Show Me State. He um he was the coach there as long as LeBron came back right to the team except for David Blatt was there initially yeah. but then he left and Tyron Lue stepped in they better watch out in L A oh wait no who's oh no never mind I was thinking of the Warriors um but Tyron Lue being 
being that he got a championship with them the first year, no, second year. Second year. Second year. And then the next subsequent two years with LeBron, they went to the finals. They lost in the finals. Right. Happened every year. But people would always say, well, LeBron's a coach. Tyron Lue's got an easy job. Yeah. And then LeBron leaves and Tyron Lue goes, Owen. Shouldn't have to coach. Yeah. What what are they at right now? Owen. Owen six. Six. They are one game away from setting their all time worst record. Yeah. Um, for a start to a season, so it's like, uh, yeah, I'm not gonna no, lie. No one was surprised. I'm not gonna lie. It's too because Kevin Love's balling out, mm-hmm. 19 and 13. He's doing great. Game, he's doing really well. The but I feel bad because what Kyrie Irving left for is exactly what happened. Mm. Kyrie, and maybe it was a self fulfilling prophecy. If if Kyrie had stayed. To play, maybe LeBron, Kyrie, Kevin Love could have actually stayed together. Yeah. But because Kyrie left one year before LeBron, he's like, you know what? I don't want to play with you because I know you're going to leave. Right. And I'm going to be stuck here with all this mess. Right. And uh, it's also interesting because he left. Like, there's lots of memes out there, too, of like Kyrie leaving LeBron, like the Cavs, because mm-hmm. he was like at the sh- in the shadows of LeBron's greatness, mm-hmm. and now he goes to Boston, and now he's in the shadows of a 20 year old Jason Tatum, who is well, very, very we good. We don't talk about that. We don't talk about that until I, I just want to say Jason Tatum is balling out too. We know, but and he has to wait his turn. That's what he said. Sure. And he knows at some point all this runs through him, and Kyrie knows that. But Kyrie, I think, has. He's a mature enough individual that he sat down with himself and said, what matters here? Yeah. Is it my ego? Because Kyrie is a, he's a spiritual guru. He's a being. He is a being. He is in essence with the celestial powers. Of course. He is connected into that chi. So for him, <laughs> I don't think. He's connected into that chi. He, he's in meditation. Yeah, no, it's so dope. So he's, um, I think for him, he's saying what matters here is the essence of basketball. I get to play in a space that really loves basketball mm. for a team that will win. Yeah. And if anyone's going to surmount the Warriors, people thought it was going to be a LeBron team. But I'm here with a group of selfless people mm-hmm. and a great coach. Oh, super a, great coach. With a GM who knows what he's doing mm-hmm. in a city that hangs banners for fun. Right. Still super racist, <clears throat> but hangs banners for fun. And I hope to be changing their racist attitudes as <laughs> Kyrie the point guards. <laughs> right. So I think he he's like, where am I going to go? The Phoenix Suns? Yeah, where am no, I, this, yeah, is, like, this is a good, it was a good move for him. You might as well stay in Cleveland, poor Cleveland. Tyron Lue, you are a great coach. You're going to be good. You can't not coach for three and a half years, head coach for three mm-hmm. and a half years, and have a players as great as LeBron, Kyrie, and Kevin, and not be a great coach. Yeah. You're, right. You're a good coach. It's just not going to happen here. Yep. So. It just it just didn't fit. Yeah. You see uh, Steph Curry balling out the other day? I did. Um, It hurt my feelings. Oh, really? Um, It hurt my feelings how good he is. Yeah. That's what hurt my feelings. Right. I'm just like. He's good. I love Steph's you are, game. He, he's, he's been super fun to watch. Like he look, he looks very MVP-esque in the way that he's been playing. He looks like he's having a great time. Yeah. Even in warm-ups, he's making like ridiculous shots. So you're like, what? what? He looks like he's carefree. He looks like a guy who knows that history has been written for him. 
that everyone... I think he looks like a guy who's been like, everyone wrote me off as like, not going to be good enough to be good at this. Oh, league. no, I think he's super grateful. And, and I, I think he's, he's like, I'm super grateful. I am good at what I do. I got three babies at home. I got this life that I'm living. Yeah. And I'm um, having a crap ton of fun. 51 points in three quarters. Yeah. Stupid amounts of threes. Just one after the other. Um, what? Do you think... If there's any player in the NBA who could score a 100-point game... He would do it. It would be You him. think he would be the first one? You think him over KD? Yes. Him over LeBron? Yes. Him over James Harden? Yes. Yeah, for sure. So I was going to say, like, um, yes. Him... Over Anthony Davis? Yes. Okay. All right. Yeah. We're never going to find out. Right. It's never going to happen. But I, the only reason why I say that is because he has his precision and his score. Like, when he was scoring threes, mm-hmm. it wasn't at the line. Oh, I he saw. He was feet. Yeah. Feet. 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 Feet away. Foot many, is. Many foot. Many foots. Foot many is. feet. Many... Many inches away, <laughs> many feet, many, many feet away is, from yeah. the line. I'm not talking one or two feet. I'm talking like yeah, I saw eight, I was like, I was eight like, or nine. I was like, uh, are you at the half point? Like, are you at the half court? He was nuts. He was out there and making it like it was like with, with momentum. Ease. He would be dribbling in and not even come to a full stop. Sometimes and he just, would just be like, I'm just gonna throw it. <laughs> I'm like, it's like you, what, sir? How? Sir, excuse me. Sir, sir, um, there my are brain. children here. <laughs> sir, we don't. You... What are you, a mutant? <laughs> what is wrong with you? It was uh, uh, it no. was a sight to behold. In fifty one points, he made it look easy. But my thing is, can we just give him the ring now? No, Alex. I'm just because Alex. No, the next night, and you you say that you say that, and it's like. People don't know in that same game, Kevin Durant had 30 points. And then the following night, Kevin Durant had 41 points. I know. It's just really sickening. And then, you, do you see that fan at one of the games who was yelling at DeMarcus Cousins on the bench? No. He said, you destroyed the league. Oh, God. <laughs> so, I mean, facts. <laughs> I mean, yeah. DeMarcus is laughing about it. But, like, no, seriously. You did guys, he, I, don't, I don't. Did he get ejected recently? He got ejected because he was drawing with Enos Cantor in New York. He well, was... What? Drawing with him. Oh, I heard you said drawing with him. I was just like, nah. You get ejected for that? When, when. <laughs> like, that seems really silly. It was silly. an Etch-a-Sketch. <laughs> Gentlemen, I told you for the last time, put down the Etch-a-Sketch. Um, we had the Kevin Durant dropping 41 points while DeMarcus was over there just like, Enos, you ain't shit. And yeah. Enos is like, Enos Cantor. Yeah. Being Enos Cantor. Right. And so uh, the ref said, I already told DeMarcus once, so I just kicked him out. So he left. And then, But that's the thing, like, Boogie is just sitting there with his like round glasses, stylish, hanging out. Yeah. Just like see his teammates ball out. And he's like, I don't even have to do anything. I'm going to get a ring. Oh, <laughs> like, God. That guy. Like, that's what he's that, doing. That bothers me Sell so much. Sell out. You he's, are big. I mean, not as much mm. of a snake as KD, but still a snake. God, you couldn't. He's like, while I rehab, let me get a championship. I'm like, what kind of person do you feel like <laughs> if that's your mentality? I don't know. Either way. That's what he decided to do. And then, um, oh, you know who is balling out, though, as much as Steph is looking MVPS? Yeah. There's a, well, if you, you mentioned Giannis. He's looking great. Yeah, Giannis is looking great. But do you know who leads the league in scoring at this moment? So Westbrook? Nope. 
Uh, Katie? No, you're not going to get it. Uh, no way. Uh, oh, um, Damian Lillard? No. Um, when we Eastern Conference. Okay, Eastern Conference. Okay, 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 okay. okay. Uh, uh, Timmy Hardaway, Jr. No. Oh, God. Was, I was, what? I was trying to be facetious in my... Yeah. Um, I don't know who. It is Blake Griffin of the Detroit Pistons. Okay, first of all, I absolutely forgot that he was in the Pistons. I knew you weren't going to get it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I almost did also. I completely forgot. He's, he's leading? He's okay. 33.8. Wow, that's his average? Yeah. Whoa. 33.8. This guy's balling out. He had a 50-point game. No one talks about it because it's a Pistons. Exactly. <laughs> this is what I'm trying to draw people's attention to. The, before, I just mentioned the, um, the teams that were undefeated. Before last night's game, the Detroit Pistons were one of those undefeated teams yeah. at 4-0. Yeah. And that is a great start for Dwayne Casey's team. Yep. Blake Griffin, and uh, to a, a big degree, um, oh, God, what did I, uh, Andre Drummond. Yeah. Amazing post presence. Those guys are gelling mm-hmm. and doing a really good job in Detroit. And just, I didn't know Blake had this in him. Yeah. He is agile. He can shoot. He's Especially for a big people. dude. Yeah, like that's Blake, awesome. I think Blake has settled into his new home and said, "Like, hey, you know what? Motor Detroit City. is. Yeah, I'm getting paid either way, and these fans love basketball. Yeah. I got no threats. Detroit fans love their basketball. They got Reggie Jackson, a point guard who yeah. he's he's you know scrappy. So I think they're good. I'm I, I'm I high can't up on I said Blake. Timmy Hardaway Jr. <laughs> I knew. I guess you were joking. But I was like, "Why did no, he I, come into your mind?" I don't actually. I thought saw, I were, saw him the other day. That's why I maybe thought of him. I would have been less shocked if you said Tim Hardaway Senior. <laughs> um, there was a, but yeah. Anyway, anything um, else happening? What do we have overall with the OKC? What's going on? Oklahoma City. You mentioned Russell yes. Westbrook mm-hmm. specifically. Um, he just came off of injury. In the meantime, Oklahoma City has been bad. <laughs> bad um and people don't know what's going on actually it's it's kind of scary how not good they have been yeah i don't know what to do what is what's his face doing um paul george i don't know like are you he's putting in 24 buck uh, 24 games uh, games. so is it is it that we need westbrook and on the court you do need westbrook but it's also um your whole offense is russell westbrook and you can have offenses that run through one or two players, but uh, I feel like um, I feel like the coaching staff of Billy Donovan. I don't know how Billy Donovan gets along with his players. The coach, mm, yeah, you're right. I don't know if he, I never thought he I and also Russell always Westbrook forget about him. Yeah, as a co- like I don't when I think of OKC, I'm not thinking about no. their coach. Russell Westbrook ever. is the coach. Yeah. And Paul same- George make consults. Yeah, and they just go out there and play, right. and that's what it feels like. But Billy Donovan, supposedly, you know, he does plays, but he's just so understated. Yeah. And I don't know if um, there's offensive creativity. But you know who was also struggling uh, with at this point in the season? You would not get where? Golly, I'm sorry. I'm so disorganized today. What is going on? You know who is ranked? Golly, I didn't know it was this bad. Woo. 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. You know who's ranked 13th with a... In the Western Conference right now, with a record of one and four, Houston Rockets. Yes. Can I tell you why? Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna let you do this, but I want you to surprise me. Go ahead. 
<laughs> I can't believe it. It doesn't I mean... start with an M. Can't start with a C. Can't end with an L. <laughs> Carmelo Anthony, bad juju. Uh, I don't believe this. Can I just say he looks miserable every time he comes off the bench? <laughs> he looks like someone punched his puppy. He looks like, like that... J.R. Smith when J.R. was coming off the bench. Yeah, he is. His feelings are butthurt. Mm. I mean, he's not the reason why they're not doing well. No. But I'm just saying, like, he's I just he, he's he's his he's, he's butthurt. He's not. It's funny. The first. <laughs> Hang on. I don't want to be careful in how I say this because I I am a Carmelo fan. I'm a Carmelo. Too, but I, he's bad juju. He's not bad juju. He is just Alex. What? <laughs> he's putting in 14.2 points a game on 31 minutes of play. He should be putting more. No. Than 14? And he, 14, which is what we need from him. No, and he you has need a, at least 16 from him. What's his field goal percentage? His field goal percentage. Give me something, please. ESPN.com. Um, assist per game. Field goal percentage. Ooh. 41%. Yeah, 41% is what he was averaging during some of his New York days. Mm-hmm. And just want to make sure I'm right about this. Nah, he was better in New York. He was better in New York. Right now. So he's still bad juju. Between last year and this year, he's shooting his worst shooting percentages. So when he was in Oklahoma City, he was scoring, he was averaging forty percent mm-hmm. from the field, and now it's forty-one percent. Before that, he was always a forty-four to forty-five percent. So this is a uh, is it is it him or is it? It's something not else? him. It's the fact that they lost Trevor Ariza and um, my. Be wrong about this, Bamamute. Oh, I know who you're talking about. I know his face. I don't know his name though. I know I butchered that, and I'm sorry. I don't know where to find him because I don't know what team he went to. Trevor Ariza went to the Suns. I don't know where right. the other guy went. Well, but yeah, they were their defenders. The they lost them. I mean, and you know that Harden don't play defense. No, and in <laughs> Carmelo, the scouting report, the first games that I was in, I was on vacation with my parents and my dad. Will get sports no matter where he is Absolutely. in the world, and so he, that's why Norman is the <clears throat> best. That's right, and he's <laughs> on his phone and he looks up ESPN and he reads a scouting report to me. He says, "Like, all right, first games, impressions." Um, Carmelo um, had some timely buckets here or there to help the team, but in some instances, seemed to give up on defense. <laughs> Again, he he like he plays like he's a sad puppy that he's coming out of the bench. Like you need mm. to get over that. Like, you still get to play in the NBA. I know it's an ego thing, but it you is what it is. You still got mad money you got paid. Yeah, you got paid stupid money. It's amazing. So he got to start one game so far, but the rest of the games he's been um, coming off the bench. <laughs> but he's doing whatever he has to do for the team, and he'll get used to it if they start winning. If everybody starts winning and you get your buckets, then it's good. But it's not looking like the Houston Rockets are going to be... Like in the first rank. I'm not going to be a contender with the Golden State Warriors. We're going to have to rely on somebody else. So it is what it is. We'll see what it is. I, I mean, it's, it's like the first couple of weeks of the season. So like, what, two yeah. weeks? The first two weeks of the season? Yeah, we it's we got so, time. It's so early. Um, we have so much basketball left to play. It's just so exciting. I can't wait. I hope that Detroit, Milwaukee, uh, where are we at? Yeah, Detroit and Milwaukee stay. In these top brackets, yeah. So that we can 
see teams that haven't been, they they just haven't got, those cities haven't gotten a lot of love yeah in a long time so I would hope that they have very very strong season and shout especially out. the Midwest like that region mm-hmm. could use a little bit of yeah we haven't had that kind of love until since like the Reggie Miller days indeed yeah so that's it oh and Vince Carter is the oldest uh, player in NBA right now still rocking it he's the veteran he's the he's the veteran uh, summa cum laude yep yeah man I'm really glad basketball is back. Same. And I'm glad we're back. Ditto. Let's uh, let's talk about some dope people right. and uh, keep this thin moving. Cool. All right, folks. We are down to doing our dope person of the week merch. I think it's you. You're the first one. Oh, do I have the pleasure? You have the pleasure, sir. All right. Who who's your who's your dope person this week? I mentioned him at the tail end of the dabbling section. Okay. No, dribbling section. Okay, okay. And okay, I would okay. like to highlight uh Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin? Yeah. My, From the Motor City? The Motor City, my mixed brother. <laughs> okay. About to highlight some things, but I could read off his stats and accolades, but as I was reading I was surprised to see how much content there is around Blake Griffin's basketball career, and it's actually quite robust. Right. Between high school, college, NBA. I mean, there's just a lot of ground to cover, so I was like, you know what? You can read that on your own time. Right. I'm just going to highlight 15 interesting facts, supposedly. Debatable. Right. 15 fun facts about Blake Griffin from Coco News. Channel 5. <laughs> okay. In LA. All right. So get ready. Here we go. Um, if it was not for Taylor Griffin, Blake's brother, Blake might not have gone to OU. Okay. So he went there because his brother wanted to go there OU and they is... played together. Oh, Oklahoma University. Okay. Thank you. Because um, there's lots of, there's Oregon yeah, and but, oh, University and Ohio. Ohio, yeah. So that's yeah. all of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oklahoma was his, but Blake was recruited by Kansas, Duke, uh-huh. North Carolina, and Texas. Oh. His dad played in Oklahoma at a different Oklahoma school. Mm-hmm. Um, he, <laughs> Blake had the honor of Kermit the Frog welcoming him back to the lineup during uh, a pregame introduction. Okay. Not going to bore you with the details of that. Alongside his brother, Blake won back to back. 3A boys state championships during the 2003, 2004, and 2004, 2005 seasons. So as a kid, he was winning. Um, Blake was voted best player in college basketball during the 28, 29, 2009 season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry. Something <laughs> happened off camera. Yes. Bray is just tickled with herself. <laughs> and I'm happy for you. So, <laughs> number five, Blake interned for... <laughs> I shouldn't even finish these. I was looking at him doing this with uh, the Kendall Jenner rumors, but they've already split up. So. They ha- recently, I think this year. <clears throat> it was this year that it happened. Because it was never like official. Like They both never really like talked about no, it. No, there's 15 interesting facts about Blake Griffin, and there's 15 things you didn't know about Blake Griffin and Kendall Jenner's relationship. And I had to decide between the two. <laughs> <laughs> He's a handsome man. So, he is, um, if, if you're into that. Yeah. 
Every, everyone deserves love. He's a good looking guy. He is Blake, good looking, yeah. Blake interned for a website, Funny or Die. Video, yes. Um, I did not know that. Video from Funny or Die's YouTube page. You could see it yourself. So look up. Oh, God, I see a clip of it. Blake has good humor. He's good on camera. He's good on camera? Is it yeah. like he looks good on camera? Or? He's good on camera, but he's also got personality. Oh, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, he's did, charismatic. He, didn't he do some of the Allstate commercials, he too? He did. Yeah. I haven't seen him recently. In 2011, Sports Illustrated named Blake Griffin one of the NBA's 15 greatest rookies of all time. Wow. That must mean he was number 11 through 15. Yeah. <laughs> um, in a stunt during the 2000, 2011 Slam Dunk Contest, we all remember Blake Griffin jumped over the hood of a Kia. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate that this article said jumped over the hood yes, of a Kia. Yes, not the full Kia. People say he jumped over a car. He jumped over the hood of the car. I could jump over the hood of a car too. Mm. You don't know my life. To dunk? You, I, I said I could jump over the hood not to of a dunk. car. Not to dunk. I said I can jump over it. Yeah, okay. Um, you don't know, again, Merch, you don't know my life? Yeah, no, I clearly don't. <laughs> so you have to show me that sometime. Blake Griffin is a tremendous actor, as I said before, um, starring in some uh, mobile use. Uh, his Kia commercials. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love his Kia commercials. His Kia, I do remember those. And then he's good at the Allstate commercials also. Just so you know, I used to do high jump. That's why. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't know that. No, well, that's yeah, Over cars? Over a bar. All right. How high did you jump? I don't remember, actually. Now that I'm like, I actually don't remember. That matters. It Clearly. For a short girl like me, five, two, and three quarters. Three anyway, quarters? Three quarters. Oh, okay. Matters. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, number nine. Blake's form of rookie hazing was to carry a Dora the Explorer backpack filled with his teammates' socks and sweatbands. What? <laughs> yes. That's very... Specific. It's a dope backpack, though. <laughs> Blake was uh, homeschooled until he was in eighth grade. Huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Blake started a fundraiser called Dunks for Dollars, in which he donates $100 to fight childhood obesity for every dunk he makes during a season. Wow. Okay. Okay. I don't. How do you fight? Childhood obesity? Yeah. Probably sponsor a lot of after-school activity programs and like sports and things like that so that students can like kids can go do them for free all right i'm down help the kids yeah blake was on the cover of nba's 2k13 alongside kevin durant and derrick rose r.i.p i mean not r.i.p but also blake blake also played football and baseball growing up didn't see that blake would like to host Saturday Night Live. Not surprised by that either. No, he could do a great job. He would do a great job. I could see it. Blake is a five-time All-Star. But LeBron has to do it first. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, Blake is a five-time All-Star and uh, three-time, three-team All-NBA. Three-team? That's definitely supposed to be (laughs) three-time All-NBA second-team member. Nice. Yeah. He's done good. Yeah, he's done really well. And And now he's off to a blazing start in Detroit (laughs) this year. Blazing. Get it. What? Blake Griffin blazing. I don't know. Oh, man, it's late. Okay. <laughs> it's getting late. All right. What do you got? Um, so my dope person this week is none other than Hassan Minaj. Um, I don't know if we've, I mean, we've showcased him, I think, in various ways before. Uh, but the reason why I'm uh, highlighting him as my dope person this week is because today, Sunday, October 28th, is the premiere. He has two episodes premiered on Netflix for his weekly, nightly show, his week night show 
his weekend weekly. night show. It's like you know, it's it's a it's a late night talk show uh, that he's doing once, once a, week. a week. There you go. So it's a weekly show. Like it's a weekly late night show. Yeah, there you go. That's, All right, there we go. Worst mean things. Folks. Take twelve. <laughs> We're going to delete everything and record this, re-record this whole cast. So, um, that's funny. All and right. so, super great because... What's the show called? It's so... For those of you who don't know who Hassan is, um, the show is called uh, The Patriot Act, um, which is oh. very which is very interesting. It's on Ooh. Netflix. Um, if you didn't know, he John has this Ashcroft. great show on Netflix called Homecoming King, which is yes, amazing. I've seen it. I've watched it many a times. I even watched it recently with a friend who didn't watch it before, and our friend Taurus, and he was like, oh my God, this is amazing. I'm very like, you, funny. Will un- you will understand a lot of immigrant kids' very experiences, funny. especially a lot of Asian immigrant kids, uh, specifically Desi identifying. Um, he was a correspondent with The Daily Show. Um, he did that for a couple years with John. John Stewart and Trevor Noah, and he recently left because he was then, he essentially pitched this Patriot Act idea to Netflix and to other people, and Netflix picked it up, and he did this tour, and his tour was amazing. I saw the last show of his tour uh, a couple weeks ago, Mm. and he just did a phenomenal job, and it's super cool to see that he is the first Indian American late night talk show host, Um, and- So that's super important. The other thing, the reason why I'm highlighting him is because um, on Netflix, make sure you add the Patriot Act to the list so that so that when it shows up every week, you watch it Uh, because it's been known that the late night shows like the weekly shows on Netflix don't do well, uh, like these late night talk show shows. Mm -hmm. Uh, But his his late night talk show is not like a typical talk show where he's sitting behind a desk. He's literally doing this in like the way he jokes about is like he's doing it in an Apple watch. Like he's standing in front of screens. There's lots of graphics. There's lots of music. Like it's very interactive um, and it's uh, very informative. And it's just really dope to see someone of his talent Mm. doing as well as he's doing. Uh, But even more impressive that it's not just his talent, but the fact that he is a brown man being given this opportunity is super great. And um, like I said recently, we have to support our uh, POC siblings who are doing pretty dope work. So, Hassan, I'm super, super proud of you. I feel honored to have met you previously. Um, and I'm so excited for the good work that you that I know that you're going to do and that you've already done. So definitely check out the Patriot Act on Netflix. This is not a sponsored ad. I'm just a big fan of him. And I'm all about diverse diverse voices in media. And he's one of them. And he's looking like he's in great shape. Oh, my God. He's he's always been very like he's always been like skinny. Mm-hmm. But like he looks good. Like he he looks he looks great. Yeah, he's but he, very handsome. He's put on a little bit of brawn. Yep, he's got he's got some muscles. All right, Hassan, so, doing your thing. Yeah, Hassan's doing great, and so um, cool, dope people. I'm proud of us. Yeah. All right, folks, we are going to end this first episode of the season um, off with a bang by saying good night. Um, do you have any last words to say to the folks? Yeah, I thought you were saying good, <laughs> good, good luck and good, good night. night. No. Yeah, I was like, good night, good luck. Um, no, I don't have anything. It's just good to be back. Super good to be back. Yep. So be sure to subscribe, rate, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, all those wonderful things. Until next time, be dope, and we'll catch you later. See ya. Yeah.